isn't loyalty supposed to be a good thing? How can it be a good thing and a bad thing at the same time? Let's make loyalty great again. Hi there, I'm Tracy, and this is the Essential Stepmom Podcast, your source of unconventional advice and inspiration for the womanly art of raising someone else's kids. Is it really an art? You bet. Nobody pops out of the womb with an instinct for step-parenting. It's something you practice and get better at, like anything else. And if you found this podcast, it means you're smart enough to look for someone who's been practicing the moves for a long time to stand in your corner and coach you through it. I'll share my wins, my missteps, and my analysis of what worked for my family over the last 14 years and why it could work for you too. If you like this stuff, don't forget to subscribe. And you can get more of me at EssentialStepMom.com. I'm doing a bit of a cheat this week. At this exact moment, I'm actually at our beautiful cottage with my husband and my daughter, my stepdaughter, my stepson, his girlfriend, and our little dog, Scout. Until yesterday, we also had my parents and my brother here with us, so basically, I'm enjoying a little slice of extended, blended family heaven. And I'm repurposing a live stream that I did in my Facebook group a few weeks ago that I thought you might enjoy. If you've ever been confused by the behavior of a stepchild who seems to like you most of the time, or even some of the time, this might explain a few things. The loyalty bind is probably the most important and most misunderstood issue in the field of stepfamily dynamics. And I think that my take on it is one that you might not have heard before. Please pardon the interruptions and little asides that are natural blemishes of a live stream video. Here we go. Hey everybody. I'm here today to talk about what I think is possibly the most, the most misunderstood topic in anything to do with blended families and step families, and that's the loyalty bind. I hear this phrase being kicked around all the time, and I think that my personal take on it is that most people have it dead wrong. I think a lot of what people think is a loyalty bind is really something else. Hey, Johnny, nice to see you. Um, and this is a this is an issue that affects dads and stepmoms. That's why I'm in both groups today. Um, it affects dads and stepmoms, but but principally stepmoms, and you're going to hear why uh, more. It's it's something that. Um, you know, a lot of people think that loyalty is about like, which parent should I, should I love more or should I listen to or should I believe or should I stay with more of the time? And that's not it at all. It's something much more interesting. So loyalty, you know, I, I asked a question like, how would you, how do you know if the problem that you're facing or the issue in your relationship with your stepchild has to do with loyalty. How do you know if that's what's happening? It's not 
when you hear a child saying, I like my mom's chicken casserole more than yours. That's not a loyalty issue. It's not when you see your stepchild avoiding you at the school bake sale, even though you're the one who made the brownies that are on the table. That's not a loyalty issue. It's not when a child is refusing to visit dad for, for the weekend or for the week or, you know, that's not a loyalty issue. Those things mean very different things. In the first case, saying, I like my mom's chicken casserole better than yours, that is essentially a way of saying, I miss my mom right now. It, I just miss my mom. And that's normal. Saying, my mom has those same shoes. My mom looks prettier with her hair in a ponytail. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, it's pretty much just kids don't get it that they're hurting your feelings. And it's nothing to do with loyalty. That is just an expression of bringing their mother into this field when she's not here. Um, and, you know, if we, if we were really to dive into that, you would understand that it's, it's completely abnormal that kids are being, you know, by virtue of a divorce or separation, spending time in, in different homes where they're always missing one or the other parent. They're missing somebody all of the time. That's a function of their overall emotional state. So it might be obnoxious, but it's not loyalty, okay? Uh, whatever happens at a school function or a sport, you know, extracurricular function where mom is there and you're there and it's, you know, they, they want to go with mom and they don't even look at you. That's them saying, this is an awkward social situation. I don't know what to do here. Um, maybe even I don't want my mom to be mad, but that's still not loyalty. That's kind of normal, actually, uh, because they know enough about the social niceties to understand that mom will be super uncomfortable about this. And they probably understand that you can handle it and she can't. So again, it's not pleasant, but it's, it's normal and reasonable. Um, refusing to visit dad. Here's the thing. This is a piece that a lot of dads don't get. And this is a big part also of parental alienation syndrome. This is where a child is saying, I trust my, that my dad loves me unconditionally. And I don't trust that my mother loves me unconditionally. And if I'm going to play my cards right, I need to behave in a certain way in order to earn my mother's love. And that's what I'm going to do. And then I, I, I'm okay on both sides. And again, it's kind of like, it sucks, but it, it is the correct, it is the correct survival strategy. It is. Um, it's, it has a little bit of a flavor of Stockholm syndrome, which you might know is, is a, a weird psychological thing that happens to people who get kidnapped and are taken hostage, that they begin to have an actual, like even adults develop an actual allegiance to the kidnappers and want to stay with them, even when they're being rescued or don't want to testify um, about them in court and stuff like that. It, this, is a, this is a real syndrome that happens. So anyway, that's another whole topic, but it's not a loyalty bind, okay? If the, if the parent on the other side, the bio mom, is behaving in a way to cause this reaction, then we call that brainwashing, or we call it gaslighting, um, or we call it emotional blackmail. 
but it's still not in the realm of loyalty. Loyalty is a much, much deeper, more fundamental problem. This has to do with our deep inner wiring. It's about something so primal. It's so core to who you are that when you fall prey to a loyalty bind, you might even feel that you don't deserve to live if you, if you betray this loyalty. It's that serious. So this is all rooted around the fact, I'm saying this all the time, but human beings are not wired to have two mothers. And please, I'm not referring to any kind of LGBTQ families where the, both, both the mothers love each other and cooperate with each other. I'm talking about having two mothers who live in different homes and are not on the same page, okay? We're not wired for that. And this is basic biology, okay? Your, your DNA in every cell of your body is coded with this fact that you have a mother and a father. Doesn't matter if they ever even knew each other, but this is, a, this is a piece of your biology. Nobody alive was created from two mothers, as far as I know, not yet, okay? So each of us is walking around with this reality, um, very present in our world. And if you have a stepchild who actually likes you and wants to be with you and gets along with you and craves your company, at some point, when they want to make space for you in their heart, they get a clear impression that they have to kick their mother out of the nest in order to make room for you. It's almost like, it's almost like they're killing the mother that lives inside their heart. I know that maybe sounds really dramatic, but, but that's a feeling that suddenly overwhelms a child in such a way that they immediately hate themselves. They blame themselves in a very severe way. They hate themselves for having done that. So this is the syndrome that you see or that I see all the time when stepmoms ask me like, what is going on here? We were having such a nice evening. Everybody was getting along. We were playing this fun game. You know, I normally have such a good relationship with this kid and all of a sudden it just turned on a dime and it was like she was a different person. This is what's happening. This is a loyalty bind in action. It happens just like that. So how you can tell when a child suddenly hates himself or herself, what are they doing? They're acting crazy. They're behaving in some inexplicable way that doesn't make any sense. They're suddenly rejecting you when previously they were you know, interested in approaching you or even being clingy and friendly and lovey. Um, they are provoking you, looking for a reaction. They're defying, okay? These are all ways that a, that a child punishes himself or herself because they're, they're actually putting themselves in the way of being punished by someone else. The other way that they punish themselves is by by repelling the thing that they want most, which is more contact with you. So I'll, I'll share a little story about how this showed up for me when I first understood how profound this is. It's going back many, many years. My stepson 
was 13 or 14 at the time. And he had moved here. He had been living here for the school year. And this was, this came at the end of the school year. So he had been living with us, let's say for a, a whole year already in a very happy, well-adjusted way. Fantastic kid. We get along great, no problems. And one day we were all together, my, my husband and myself and my stepson, um, we were all together in a park somewhere on our way somewhere and met another family who we knew and, um, you know, walked along a little ways on our way together. And out of the corner of my ear, I heard somebody say, you know, blah, 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 your parents, blah, 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 like as if me and my partner were the parents of this kid. And I would normally jump in and say, uh, yeah, not, not parents here. You know, I'm, I'm just the, I'm just the stepmom or I used to call myself the roommate before we were married. I just would say I'm, I'm just his roommate. Um, but I didn't say anything and he didn't say anything at that time. We just let it go. And maybe it was the first time that it had ever happened that we all just let it go. Nobody said anything. But later that night, my wonderful, cooperative, pleasant, loving stepson completely fell apart. He just had a total breakdown and was got into the most dreadful screaming argument with his dad that ended up in him packing up all his stuff. And his dad put him in the car and drove him three hours back to his mom's. Like, it was like a bomb went off. It was completely inexplicable. But I understood what had happened. I understood it very clearly that in that precise second, when none of us said anything to correct this person, he actually felt good about me being recognized as his mother. It felt good to him. And, oh man, here's my dog. You come in. Come on, Scout. Um, sorry. Yeah, he, he felt good about it. He was happy that that had happened. He liked being thought of as the child of these two parents and beat himself up about that. And I'll tell you something else that all these years, like 10 years ago that this story happened, and of course it had a happy ending. He stayed with his mom for three days and called up his dad and said, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm really sorry. Please come and get me. And then you know, then he came back. I mean, he had left his mother's house for very good reasons of not getting along with her um, uh, in a in a really profound way. And that he realized that that was the case after spending just, just a few days with her again. But I had a part in this, which I haven't recognized until until quite recently. But I allowed myself to step into that space as well. Um, I wasn't completely clean for that moment in my mom energy, which I'm, you know, I, I tell stepmoms all the time that that you need to pick another pick another identity, pick another persona, another avatar. And I think that my mom energy was fuzzy right at that moment. And that also gave it made space for this problem to happen. So my personal situation, which is not the same as everybody's, but, but the field in which my family, my family dynamic is happening 
has like zero tolerance for mom energy. I have to be really careful about that. And that's true, even though this boy wants me to be like his mother. Um, you know, I mean, he loves me. He would like me to take that role with him. And yet the field won't allow it. The energy won't allow it in this family. And I have to respect that. That's another whole topic. Like, how do I know that? But I, I, I can read these things. And that's how I knew that, that, that this was what had happened. Even, even as it was happening, I could see it. So the solution to this kind of problem, when you, when you perceive a loyalty bind rearing its head, is that it's always okay to back up and just find your way into another persona that feels good for you, another kind of identity that can be the, the auntie, the auntie in the family, that can be like the mom next door. It can be a mentor. It can be a fairy godmother. You can choose another kind of person to be in relation with this child where they can love you in that aspect. They can totally love you in that aspect without, without having to kick their mother out of the mom space in their heart. Does that make sense? I hope it does. You can be beloved in another kind of identity. And that is much easier on the child and it's much easier on the whole family dynamic um, when you can do that. So I would just finally say that it's not about you. The loyalty bind is not about you. It's not about, it's not about your worth. It's not about your connection with the, with the child. And what's really so difficult about it is that it's hard to help a kid who is suffering from liking you too much, from loving you too much. That's the, that's the symptom. That's the problem. They like you too much to be able to figure out what to do with it in their own heart. So it's hard to just be nicer and nicer and nicer to a kid who is pushing you away. You need to be smarter and figure out how to help them in this predicament. Someone saying, this is perfect. My stepdaughter is really struggling right now and I'm having to shift my persona to that of an aunt. Exactly. And you're doing the right thing. I promise. Um, it, it's one of the most counterintuitive pieces of step family life is that the way to get closer to your stepchild is to back up. And I recently came up with another analogy because you know me, I love these visuals. I... I said, like the mothering, the whatever you feel inside of you, you know, we because we all have a maternal instinct. If you're if you're a woman, you may have a stronger one or a less strong one, but but we are also made with with instincts that come to us by nature. And those instincts get activated when we're around children. It doesn't matter if you're if it's your child or someone else's child. Ask any nursing mother what happens at the shopping mall when you hear another baby crying. Okay, so we're we're made by nature to be activated into our maternal instinct, and this is where nature doesn't know anything about divorce and remarriage and second families. This is a completely new event in human history, what we're living here. So 
we just have to, we have to create these new strategies to help ourselves use what nature gives us in a smart way. So if you can think of whatever you have to offer as a mother, that you don't want to send it out there like a, um, a like a lawn sprinkler, you know, like, <laughs> like the, we have a machine in the backyard to scare the squirrels off our, of her vegetable patch. You know, it's like a motion sensor sprinkler that just turns on and yeah, sprays, sprays the little animals that come onto our vegetables. No, you want to be like a well that your stepchild can come over to with a bucket and, and freely take from what you have to give to them. But it's what they can allow themselves to receive. That's important. It's not, it's not what you have to give and the way that you think that you have to give it. You just be there like a well and be ready to offer whatever they come with their bucket to take. And that's, that's the vibe that makes it go much better. Um, if you're a dad listening, I would just say that you want to find a new way to respond to these kind of situations where a child who was ostensibly well-behaved and enjoying family life who suddenly starts acting out in a weird way, usually right at the moment when you're all feeling most connected. Uh, I would say to try to learn a new way of responding that doesn't involve looking for a discipline tool, because this is not about bad behavior. This is about, you know, trying to deal with this very, very complex emotional situation. So just try to be available to your child and also, you know, look for ways that you can pick up the slack because this child is probably over-connecting with your partner and really the connection needs to be with you. Um, the, the healthiest connection, the healthiest situation is where a child is 100%, you know, having 100% of what they need from you and then they go and have space to connect with your partner. So you don't want your partner to be having to like carry the burden of what feels like a lot of rejection from the child. So it's a good time for you to just become more, more active in a smart way. So that's what I had to say on this topic. I would love to read your comments. I'd love to hear what you think about this, what your, what your big takeaway aha moment was from this. If you have any, um, go ahead and share in the comments. I'll be in the group afterwards and I'll address anything that you have to say. A couple of days ago, my family and I watched a very cool Netflix documentary called Fantastic Fungi, which I highly recommend. It's got such incredibly beautiful photography. It's about the biology of mushrooms, basically, or more importantly, the actual fungus organism that lives under the ground and of which the mushroom is just a tiny and short-lived visible manifestation. These underground webs are almost like fiber optic networks of connection between plants and trees. They literally allow trees to communicate with each other by electromagnetic impulses and even to share nutrients. It's quite amazing. 
By studying these incredible communication pathways, scientists have realized that trees recognize and even prioritize their own offspring through these networks. So even trees are literally connected with biology to their own family. It's incredible. We're talking about natural law here. And natural law will win out over human law every single time. Loyalty isn't just great again. It's the law of nature. The best that we can do is to recognize natural law and use our ingenuity to work with it to our advantage. Like I've said many times, the social changes that have brought us to our place as stepmother or bonus mom are so brand new to evolution, it's happened like in the blink of an eye. And all of nature is conspiring to keep our stepkids bound by invisible underground wiring to their biological parents. This is what I'm talking about. So we need to learn to wire ourselves into that network carefully, cleverly, purposefully, if we want our new families to survive. If we think we can just dig around the roots of some little sapling and transplant it into a new neighborhood, it could look like it's flourishing for a while, but we're actually cutting connections that it needs to live. This is not your grandma's garden. And you're not building some new kind of isolated rooftop ecosystem. You need to see and feel and know this natural law and respect it and learn to dance with it. And there are as many ways to do that as there are stars in the sky or step families in the world. And that brings me straight to a public service announcement. This episode of the Essential Stepmom podcast is brought to you thanks to the support of the Ultimate Step Family Summit, a free online event happening from September 15th to 17th. You don't have to be a social media person to participate because it's happening on a platform called Webinar Jam. You just have to sign up and you'll have access to video interviews from 20 step family experts. And I'm happy to say that I'm one of them. It's all free to watch live or on replay. Each interview is available for 24 hours, or you can upgrade and buy lifetime access to the audio version or go all in and get a VIP membership that gives you the audio, the video recordings, and even the transcripts of all the sessions, which could be really useful if you just want to skip back and remember one small piece of what one of the speakers said so that you can share it with your partner or your counselor or your mother, whatever. The theme of this year's summit is self-care, like how to bounce back when you get dragged down by the crazy challenges of this kind of lifestyle. Each of the speakers is offering a little bonus for the participants and mine, as you're going to hear, is a kind of journaling experience, which I call relief journaling, because you get relief so damn fast, you won't believe it. You'll get a download to follow and a video of me walking you through the steps. It'll almost be like me sitting right beside you, helping you to learn this one-on-one. -on -one. And if you sign up with my link, 
which is bit.ly slash Tracy Summit. That's bit.ly slash Tracy Summit. And you decide to get the VIP upgrade, you'll get something I've never offered for sale. It's lifetime access to a archive of my stepmom tutorial videos. There are over 50 of them. I can't even guess what this could be worth because they're even indexed by topic and title so you can keep going back to them when you have a specific problem to work out. I just looked at this thing and the titles look pretty juicy like the three best things I did to find my place in the family, reasons you may not bond with your stepchildren and why that's okay, begin again getting out of a rut, rituals to help you maintain good boundaries. Geez, I'm tempted to watch these again myself. So before you get all distracted, go right now to bit.ly slash Tracy Summit and sign up for free. If you choose to upgrade to either of the paid packages there, the Ultimate Step Family Summit will send a portion of the proceeds from your sale right back here to support this podcast. So it's a total win-win for both of us. Once again, that's bit.ly slash Tracy Summit to register for the Ultimate Step Family Summit happening September 15th to 17th. Thanks for listening and see you next week.